0: It's like, was he just trying to pull a fast one on the other people that, like, live on the docks? Like, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to take the rest of my money and buy the same boat my dad had and then paint the same name on it.
1: And I'm just going to wait around until people who used to hire my dad come back. Look, I don't know me. enough about Hong Kong doc culture to wait <laughs> <in> on, this, <laughs> on this conversation.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 495 with our review of Tomb Raider. I'm Christopher Schnasey. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, This week, uh, before we get started, uh, we wanted to real quickly just pimp the survey that we have on our website over at com slash survey. We really want to know about how you listen to the show it is a quick survey, it doesn't ask you anything really personal. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's 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 quick and easy. I'm going to take it with you live on the podcast. How do you listen to the show? Overcast. Uh how often do you download? I download all episodes automatically. Um how often do you listen to the show? I listen to every episode. Uh how long have you been listening? Since the beginning. Uh how did you discover us? I started the podcast. <laughs> And submit boom that 's it that 's all the questions that 's how fast it is. Wow, please take it, please let us know a little bit about how you listen to the show It 'd be a big help to us and now onto the show. Um, so uh, as we were talking about the film Tomb Raider, we thought maybe we 'd start off by kind of talking about our history with the Tomb Raider franchise. So Stephen Miller, um, what is your familiarity with the video games and/ or the
1: movies? So I'm pretty familiar with the video games in that growing up I played Tomb Raider all the time. I remember very little about it except for constantly running around and double fisting like guns. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's the main takeaway from Tomb Raider in I, general.
0: I think I think it's called dual wielding. Dual guns. Wielding, uh, double fisting me. is not something that is part of the Tomb Raider. Sorry,
1: franchise. I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> Apologies. I, I saw Fifty Shades Free this week. <laughs> um, but no, I, I definitely remember like. having a lot of fun in the game. I kind of remember the game having a lot of supernatural elements like zombies or kind of mythic people coming back to life or like a group of bad guys that were beyond the normal worldly bad guys, like more of a mythical thing. But like, yeah, I I have fond memories of it. They're nothing but memories, though. I don't don't remember like the plot. I remember the way uh, Croft Manor looks because in this movie, I saw it. I was like, that is Croft Manor. I remember... (laughs) doing a somersault and jumping off that roof <laughs> but that's about it as far i don't think i saw the Angelina jolie movie maybe maybe i did and uh, i just forgot Angelina jolie movies excuse me two I,
0: there's a, there was a tomb raider if I, you know I, I, mean. I
1: certainly did not watch tomb raider number two <laughs> um but no lo- love the games that's about it just like fun gameplay shoot them up dumbness
0: yeah i mean i i was introduced to the tomb raider franchise back in I may get the years wrong, but I feel like it had to be in junior high for me. Uh, I was staying over at a friend's house uh, and uh, I was playing video games on his computer and I was introduced to Tomb Raider. And I still like I still remember a specific moment in the game. There's, there's two moments that all of Tomb Raider is sort of like summed up with for me. One was pulling a lever and having a bear come out of nowhere <laughs> and being like, fuck. <laughs> and like my heart rate, like it was the first time that a game legitimately freaked me out it was like i was playing this game pulled a little lever and this bear came out of nowhere and Ooh. it was like oh shit oh shit and that it's that and the t-rex that comes out in the first game or like you're in some underground cave i remember and, and, the, and, like, the music comes in and a t-rex comes and you're like what i can't what to t-rex what like I, I i don't i don't know if a t-rex belongs in a tomb anywhere but i just yeah. it, it was one of those gaming experiences where it was the first time that i was really really sucked in and like got sweats and panic from something that was happening on screen
1: i think what's fun is the premise of the game kind of allows for anything because you're in a tomb where some kind of vaguely supernatural shit is going down yeah and like anything might, you might have an indiana jones type boulder roll happen to you you might have a t-rex suddenly jump out you might have scary mutant monster dudes trying to learn how to resurrect the dead or whatever whatever happened in latter tomb raider um games yeah
0: and yeah, I, I I also watched the both Tomb Raider films, um, less for my allegiance to the Tomb Raider, Raider franchise, and mostly because my first celebrity crush was Angelina Jolie, and I wasn't not gonna watch a Tomb Raider movie starring her.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I haven't played uh, any of the new rebooted Tomb Raider games. Like I played a little bit of the beginning of the first of the reboots, and. Uh, it turns out that the first rebooted game is basically what this film is. Um, so I, I, I don't know how they differ exactly, because I didn't play through the whole game. But it's essentially a similar story that we'll get to in a few moments. But uh, but yeah, uh, seeing this film definitely made me want to go back and play through the new games.
1: Definitely. And I have to say, between Elisa Vikander and Michael Fassbender, this must be the power couple of resurrecting video game movies, right? <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll see. We'll
0: see. <laughs> Though I did not actually see uh, much to like uh Carson's probably disappointment in me. I still haven't gone to watch um uh Assassin's Creed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. The name the name was escaping from the thing that you're referencing. But yeah. Um but yeah, we'll we'll get into whether or not this this saves video game movies or if it fits the stereotype of what video game movies are. But yeah, should we should we get towards that? Sure. All right. We're going to listen to the trailer for Tomb Raider, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. I thought I saw Dad again.
1: I think I'm going mad.
0: Lara, your father's gone. At some point, we have to face up to who we are. Who we're meant to be. I think I know where my dad went. That's right in the middle of the Devil's Sea. It will be an adventure.
1: Death is not an adventure. What are you doing here, Laura? Seven years I've been on this island. Your father, he put me here. Now I see
0: the likeness. Intelligence. Recklessness. What do you know about my father,
1: Thought I without you the
0: Laura? There was more to my life than boardrooms and business deals.
1: Thought that I would die without
0: you, but I'm There's an organization called Trinity. It's looking to start a global genocide. Your dad <laughs> shouldn't you had a bigger holiday. You had a knack for the unexpected. <laughs> You must stop them, Lara. Promise me. Go! with the wrong family all right so that was the trailer for tomb raider basically it is a reboot of the tomb raider franchise and it follows our our hero uh, laura croft who is the the heir to a big fortune of the croft Company. <laughs> I don't know exactly what the company does, but basically, she's been off on her own um, because her father disappeared seven years ago, and uh, she's sort of, kind of escaped the uh, taking over the family business and sort of has been trying to go off on her own. Um, she gets a clue that leads to what might have happened to her father, and she hops on a ship and uh, tries to sail out into a deadly passage um, in some scary island. Gets stuck on the island and encounters a group of people who are trying to get the thing that her father was searching for back in time. Um, so, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Tomb Raider?
1: So, I will preface this with what should be an obvious disclaimer: this is a Tomb Raider movie. <laughs> this is like a pretty dumb movie, right? Like, oh come on! <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even criticizing it by saying it. It's just this is a movie that is meant to feel like what playing a silly action video game feels like, which means that it's not going to be overly heavy on the plot. It's going to involve a lot of raiding of tombs, or at least <laughs>
0: Actually, showing... I, I would argue there isn't that much raiding of tombs. Right, in this, this is
1: more a prequel. This shows us how one would become a uh, adept yeah. raider of tombs in th- future th- this movies. This is
0: literally tomb raider, because a single tomb is raided. Sure, that's true. <laughs> this isn't tombs raider.
1: Yeah, th- this is part premium rush, part national treasure, and then a little bit of tomb raider at the very end. But <laughs> Once again, it's literally part Premium Rush. <laughs> anyway, all, all that to say, like, going in, I was not expecting anything majorly substantial. I wasn't expecting this to be, like, some deep, interesting movie, right? I'm expecting a fun movie that involves, like, lots of action set pieces and a new hero at the helm. And I think the movie basically rises or falls with how well Alicia Vikander plays Laura Croft. Yeah. And... Uh, I think she nails it. I think she was like a wonderfully cast choice for this role. She, um, yeah,
0: she's great. She's great.
1: Yeah. She, she has something that I felt like I didn't love the Divergent series, but a thing I loved about Shailene Woodley at the helm of those is that she, she performed action scenes without ever seeming just like supernaturally gifted or something. You could, yeah, you could hear her exertion when she was making moves, you could hear her stress and her fear. And you really got the feeling that like, this is a girl who was thrust into this action world this isn't a person who is just like preternaturally perfect action hero who just like arise fully formed the way i can only imagine angelina jolie did in the tomb raider movies of, yeah yeah old um yeah like she's
0: not sarah connor like she's yeah. not like some like badass militaristic woman who is just like blown shit away she is a human being who is like she's she's ripped. Yeah, <laughs> like she's ripped. She, as fuck she's in this ripped, movie. but she, but she like fails she, frequently. Yeah, yeah. And there's she's always not, the
1: risk of failure in any moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like she she is a very strong person, strong willed, and physically strong. But she is not the Terminator. She is not somebody who can just take anything that's coming towards her. She has to exert herself to insane levels to just barely eke out moments of intensity that she is like suffering through. yeah.
1: yeah and I think. That is really what the movie demands, and that's primarily what the movie is: is a bunch of scenes showing her building up to that. She always has that daredevil aspect. Like even as we first meet her in this movie, she's already a bit of a daredevil. She's strong. She's physically capable. She's taking on challenges. But yeah,
0: we just watch her. But the film also opens her with her losing a fight. Like right. she's in a gym fighting a person who bests her um and like we see her determination and not wanting to give up and tap out but like ultimately she gets
1: defeated (laughs) right and this is really her like revenant of sorts right this is the movie where (laughs) we basically for the first like half of this movie just watch her like get the crap beaten out of her right both in out in the world in nature by scary walter Gogginsy type people (laughs) um by the ocean right this is not a movie where she is like just a fist-pumping hero this is a movie that is really about her journey to getting there and like i i think on that level this tomb raider movie works great and i think like if the franchise survives i think future ones are going to be a lot of fun the thing about this movie is it is a prequel and it decided for better or for worse to make it be about the character and the motivations and how she becomes the laura croft that we all have played as in video games yeah um and there i think the movie is less successful if only because the tomb raider world isn't that interesting right so a lot of time is devoted to her relationship with uh, dominique west her father um in this movie a lot of time is devoted to <laughs>
0: I-, I would argue too much time in the center of the film is, de- is yes. devoted to that
1: yeah yeah There, de- i don't know if it's a spoiler to say that like there is, like, a lot more Dominic West in this movie than maybe one would expect going into yeah. it.
0: Let's just say this film crawls to a halt yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the film to sort of deal with uh, daddy issues.
1: Yeah, and much like Money Monster, I don't think he is, like, the best at playing a wealthy, <laughs> wealthy man. Um, <laughs> Money Monster! Who could forget Money Monster? See, I didn't mention... Yelchin. Orange, you glad I didn't say The Wire? Um, <laughs> but anyway, it, when the movie decides exposition is key, when it tries to be... More of a a serious film or B a national treasure type movie. The national treasure impulse would be like having puzzles, having a mythology, trying to get you hyped about like this secret that is going to be revealed. Movie mostly falls flat. I don't care about that stuff. It does okay with it. It, It's like well acted and mostly well done. I I just don't care about it at all, right? Um, but when the movie lets us focus on the action and just focus on the character of Laura, I think it's plenty entertaining i had a lot of fun with this it's no indiana jones right it's not like up there with the great adventure movies but it was never boring either i i had fun watching her go through like random journeys there's an extended scene that i can't even tell you where it begins but it like the midsection is around a waterfall and then there's like a bunch of near climaxes that happen after that and it goes on for so long and because of Alicia vikander's energy and charisma it's totally watchable like it is enjoyable the whole time even though like if you were to go back and recap what happened in the last 15 minutes it would be like two sentences right the script Um, (laughs) she runs jumps in a waterfall gets stuck in a thing (laughs) it's very video game and i think
0: yeah no it's completely video game i I
1: don't think this revives the video game genre to answer your question like this isn't mind-blowing at all but it does like have the joy that a video game would have where You're watching someone jump out of harm's way only to be in a new situation where new dangers have unleashed and they have to climb and jump and swing out of harm's way again. And yeah, that's entertaining, right? That's fun. So it was dumb, but it was fun. I, it's everything I wanted from a Tomb Raider movie.
0: Yeah. So I I think this film is as good as it needs to be, um, which is that it like the bar is not very high. Like, I, I think this is an entertaining film. I enjoyed it. Um, I think where it fails is is it is it misses the meta commentary on video games. Like we have talked about films recently that uh, they there's sort of films where like they are they are like aping uh things that are video game e like even hardcore henry right where mm-hmm. it's like he's literally getting checkpoints that he has to go to the next checkpoint and defeat a boss in this next area right. and then continue on to the next story that's not trying to be a video game but it knows really 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 well what it's doing and how it's trying to play into video game tropes this film feels like it's copying the video game which it, it does for the most part i mean it does its things a little bit differently um like I guess in the video game there is like a whole group of natives on the island who are sort of worship, worshiping the himiko or whatever. The
1: you paid way more attention than I did.
0: <laughs> well, in, in, in the in the game, there's like there's like native people on the island who worship this person, this being, and in this film, it sort of bypasses that, and we just see like cave paintings and drawings and past texts that refer to people, like you know, they they reference the handmaidens who suicide themselves so they can travel into that, whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, I I genuinely enjoyed some of the idea of what who this being was, what their power actually was, and, like, when they realize the truth, you know, there, there's a line earlier on in the film where her father, uh, Dominic West, says, um, all legends are based somewhat in reality. And sort of sure. that is sort of the theme of this film, about, like, we have this legend of this person and there is truth behind their existence. Um, what is that truth for real? Right, like it's that—that's what diving into the tomb sort of reveals as what is what this person was and what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kind of stuff was interesting. Uh, what I didn't like was sort of the we're going to take these pieces of a video game and present them in film version. Right, it, it, it's the filmic equivalent of when they did the Doom movie, which I didn't actually watch. When they went into first person mode, and it's like mm-hmm. this is exactly the video game. Um, but like that, I remember that was in the trailer. and That was like a selling point of that movie. It's like it turns into the video game. Oh my god! Uh, but in this film, like there is a literal scene which is the sneaking scene from any uh, any modern video game, mm-hmm. which is like stay in the brush, stay out of view. But it's like we're seeing a person who was clearly, obviously standing by the group. But just because you're under a bridge, nobody can see you. Yeah. There were moments like that where it's trying to pretend to be a video game, which kind of took me out of a film that was otherwise. Entertaining enough, um, like you referenced National Treasure, and I, I love National Treasure. Oh, yeah. National Treasure is way better than this movie.
1: Don't don't get no, me wrong. No, yeah, yeah. So so I. So Alicia Vikander is better than Nick Cage.
0: That's hundred percent correct. <laughs> we need we need Alicia Vikander to also re- reboot the National Treasure series. Yeah. or he can just pass the torch. That's just the thing that we can do nowadays too. like yeah, it's be like a sequel or whatever. Um, but yeah. So there are there are lots of things in this in this film where it's like we need this moment where you're in a plane that's going to fall off a waterfall right where it's like that is such a video game moment where you have to do these qte these quick time events where you're going to like mash a button to try to like not die as the plane falls off the waterfall right those type of things are they're not even fun on a video game i'll be honest But, I mean, so it's, 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 like, I can see why they're in the movie. But, like, you have a genuinely interesting movie. Like, just show her solving puzzles.
1: So did you not find that scene entertaining? Scene I was wildly entertained it, by that so scene.
0: The, the scene is entertaining, but I am aware on a metal level why I'm watching this scene, right? there, I mean, uh, so there was a point in time where I... Put away the childish world of the Tomb yeah. Raider games, and I moved on to the Uncharted series, right. which is some we of the- call
1: this time new Chris, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but basically, the Uncharted series is 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 one of my. It's probably my favorite game series of all time. The games themselves are some of the best video games I ever played. I just mm-hmm. as a series, they're probably above most of the other series I played. But anyways, um, in Uncharted huh, three, maybe there's a scene where like. Like a train de- derails and you're hanging off a cliff. And it's like that Jurassic Park scene where you're like cl- you're climbing through the seats inside sure. the train, which in Jurassic Park is a bus and or um, Which here is a plane. So yeah, we're, we're, we're all here. copying yeah, yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park. So so it's all it's all sort of the same thing. And like it works in a game where you're like, oh shit, I need to I need to quickly move and traverse the outside of this thing before it falls and then I'll be safe, right? The game works great. <laughs> It's exciting film. It works great as well, but it's still like I'm. I'm just too aware of these scenes that belong in video games happening in in the real world, right? Or, or like say, maybe a woman running through a sea of men with machine guns firing arrows <laughs>
1: and, and totally surviving. Like, what do you have against Wonder Woman, Chris? <laughs> Wonder Woman doesn't fire arrows, uh, but no, her cohort fires arrows. Huh. Do the do the Amazon women oh, yeah, not that, have that, arrows? Yeah, they, they have
0: arrows. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, huh? I was like, Chris Pine doesn't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah. So I, I I was entertained by the film. I enjoyed it. I I I if I if I can quote Carson, <laughs> I was watching this Tomb Raider movie, uh, just thinking when <laughs> when is this tomb going to get raided?
1: <laughs> so I'll give you I'll give you that. The, the thing is, yeah, the the tomb raiding part, it isn't even the last half of the film. It's, like, the last quarter of the film, I feel like. <clears throat> it, it is very late in the movie that yeah, the, yeah. the tomb raiding actually occurs. I do think even in that bit, there are kind of fun video game mechanics that show up. Like, there are different rooms that are kind of, like, different levels with mild puzzles to solve, at least one. Yeah, and, yeah. That, that's exciting to watch like that that's fun again it, it doesn't have the element of maybe a better movie where you might have predicted the solution you're just watching a person like randomly figure something out
0: yeah i, I was extremely confused by there there's a there was a particular puzzle which involves i'm not going to say what what's involved but like the solution involves figuring out a certain color
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when they solve that puzzle i'm just like
1: sure <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I was just <laughs> I like, no I idea. had a smile on my face when I said, "Sure, like, cool." Jehovah starts with an eye. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something, and I'm entertained.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just like, yeah, but that, that, but that's not important. I, th- I think it's a I think it's a genuinely fun movie. Like, I, mm-hmm. My my complaint is not that we we got into the tomb too late. It's mostly that the reason we couldn't get to the tomb earlier is because we had to do these scenes of the video game. Where you're like she's passing some physical test to like barely survive, right? Like we have to use that that ice pick because that was the key item in the video game, right? right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, but no. Besides that, though, I think Alicia Alicia Vikander was amazing in this film. And, like as you said earlier um, when you were talking about the film, like you can hear her exertion in in the film, like. Yeah.
1: It's it's like watching women's tennis. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, in a way, it kind of is. Like
0: her, her like grunts and stuff as she does things. Like you can tell that she is trying with all her might. There, there is a there is a scene where she's she's fighting somebody where like it is one of the most intense fights I've seen. Not because the choreography is so amazing, not because what's happening is so physical, but the way she sells it with just the sounds that are coming out of her, like you can hear the desperation in her voice and how much effort it's taking and how she is not happy about what she's doing. Right. That's the part where it breaks from being a video game. Like in a video yeah. game, you want to be badass and shoot all the fools and just like feel like a, yeah, fucking come, come at me. Yeah. She is like, I don't want to be doing this, but I'm going to die if I don't. And I, I would
1: say it was a very Blade Runner 2049 moment, in fact. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I liked, there there is like, a way of handling killing in this movie granted i don't think it survives beyond that scene i kind of believe in the next scene baddies are just dropping left and right but but for a little bit of time at least you do feel that she is a real person who would rather not be doing this and has yeah, just been yeah, kind of her hand has been forced
0: but i, but I would say there's there, there's this it, it might just be because like her her physical stature she's a very small she's a petite woman right mm-hmm. so like when she screams there's this like There's this level of high-pitchedness in her voice that it just feels like somebody who's trying really, really hard. Mm. I can't can't explain it, but it's like it sold to me the danger of each of those moments or like when she's fighting somebody. Like, for instance, um, way back when when we reviewed the remake of uh, Total Recall, um, I I talked about my disbelief of – to a, like the lead character and and another character in the film fist fighting at the end of the film, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, "Is it okay to spoil who they're fighting?"
1: I don't think I, anyone is going to watch the Total Recall remake. <laughs> well, basically, it was it was Brian Cranston, right? Isn't I, I think isn't so, yeah. uh,
0: Colin Farrell fist fighting Brian Cranston? I love lo- so I love Brian Cranston. I refuse to believe <laughs> that in a fist fight between Brian Cranston. Well, like, he
1: would drop like crystal <laughs> meth and just explode the whole room. Of course um uh, but
0: yeah like i i, I just I, I didn't buy that fight and even in this film when she is fighting somebody who is more physically dominating than her i 100 percent buy her 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 ability to take to deal with this person simply because of the way she sells it and well
1: and the the intro to the movie kind of leads you toward that already you kind of see like how she would fare in a fight with a larger component a larger opponent and like yeah, yeah. in the beginning spoilers for the first five minutes she doesn't win that fight yeah you see how that that. you you (laughs) see how the dynamic works like you kind of understand what the tactics would have been yeah yeah yeah. and it it feels funny to focus just on like fighting mechanics and game mechanics but that's literally all this movie is like every time this movie deviates from that i think it's just a a lesser film and it's still fine because hokey exposition and like our friend Julia said like dialogue scenes you try to button mash from but you can't yeah <laughs> that is like a natural part of the tomb raider series and this movie kind of had that like there are there are hokey scenes about like ah, oh, laura your legacy blah 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 we all miss your father and it's like all right can i skip to the next part i want i want to watch her kick ass again right yeah. but the movie has to give you that it would feel weird if they didn't deliver those bits i feel like there's enough action thrown in to make me not be annoyed by it yeah and, the one thing I will say that we talked about briefly, there's no reason to go into spoilers for this movie. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are twists in this movie toward the very end. Totally don't get them. I think they 100% dropped the ball there. If it was supposed to be any major reveal, there's kind of like an aha moment. Oh,
0: you mean like in the m- last five minutes? And and and, and yeah, and, in like the
1: last five minutes of the movie, there's a giant aha moment like that's basically the saying like Lara Croft will be back. Yeah. And I know. I went way over my head. Whatever, whatever they're trying to tell me about the universe, I don't get.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that was bungled like a lot. Um, but I think there's enough. That, like I was, I was kind of like, yeah, because <laughs> I want to watch another Alicia Vikander-led Tomb Raider film. Yeah. Um, just saying. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there. It's very muddy as to who knows that reveal at the end of the film. And I think that's the problem. Like, the reveal itself, I think, is fine. Like, the existence of the reveal, I just don't... It's hard to know what it's supposed to mean for individual characters versus the overall universe.
1: One other nitpick. There is a moment in this movie when Lara Croft kicks a ladder from a side that I don't think any reasonable human should have kicked a ladder in that moment anyway it, it's just gonna be spoilery but well I, I there's like a bad guy fighting scene where any sane human being would have done something different than what laura croft does in that. i moment. mean I,
0: I think it's clear that she it, she was willing to sacrifice herself in that moment that's mm-hmm. that's all i'll say sure okay. um uh, but yeah so i i have a nitpick too um mm-hmm. and it, it sort of relates to uh to, so in our review of red sparrow i talked about how they changed the film a little bit to give her more agency, and, and it was really important for the filmmakers to make sure that was Dominica's story and that she controlled her fate, whereas the book was a story about something that happened to her. And I think in this film, they want Lara to be an independent woman who does everything on her own. Without the power of her father, who's basically Batman without the suit, right. right? Like, like her father is Bruce Wayne for all intents and purposes, but his parents didn't get shot and he didn't turn into a superhero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning of this film, <laughs> all she has to do is sign a piece of paper and gets the entire Croft fortune and could do whatever she wants to find her father, <laughs> right? But instead, she doesn't sign it for seven years. <laughs> And decide she doesn't want to sign it. But you know what? Spoilers. At the end, she'll eventually sign it because the film requires her to be Laura Croft. Right. (laughs) Right. And it's like it's clear that they want her to be able to accomplish everything in this film without help from her father. But all that serves is proving that she's independent and didn't need her father. But if in the end she's going to take on the father's fortune anyways, I just don't understand why – it just feels like artificially it's kind of like another video game trope uh is you start off a game level one you're like this overpowered super and crane super crazy like person who can just do whatever and then something happens at the end of the first level that basically removes all the things that you could have had and you have to spend the rest of the game yeah rega- we call that the
1: ragnarok okay <laughs> is, is that what happens in thor is it not what happens with Thor? I, honestly, I don't, <laughs> don't remember what happens with Thor. Great movie, ninety percent Run Tomatoes. Uh, but anyways,
0: uh, but you know what I mean. Like it, it's like it's like you are a superhuman being who has twenty abilities that your suit can do. But you fall off a cliff when you land. All the pieces of your suit fly all over the map, and you have to spend the next ten hours picking up piece by piece. And then Metroid style, you can only gain access to certain areas with like that sort of thing. That's kind of what this feels like. It's like, Laura's like, what am I going to do? I can't go find my father because I don't have a boat. <laughs> and I can't go there. You have a bajillion dollars. Sign the piece of paper. You can buy 10 boats. But then she'd have to say her father's dead. I know, Steven. I know. But it, it just feels like one of those things where it's like, you're artificially handicapping your lead character just so that she can say, like, well, I, I don't need no man.
1: So, like, I hear you, but on the flip side, Nick Frost. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that he exists in this film. <laughs> uh. No, I know. There's a lot of contrived moments in this movie. Um, there's an extended scene on the docks of Hong Kong, I guess, that, like, <laughs> don't need to exist. But, you know, it's cool. I felt like I was in Aladdin or something again. It was fun watching, like... <laughs> Yeah, it was fun watching, like, a romp through the – what I don't know. This is a silly movie, right? I, I did think uh, Walter Goggins' villain was, like, a pretty good villain in this movie. He kind of captures that feeling of the, like, the person who has been stranded for way too long on an island and has started to go a bit mad. Yeah. Um, is,
0: by the way, is his name Walter or
1: Walton? walton i think thank you for correcting (laughs) you can edit me i'm gonna say this once and you're gonna edit every time (laughs) walton (laughs) do i want to go back and you don't have to carson can just hate me (laughs) as long as we got
0: as long as we got it out there (laughs) isn't
1: isn't there like a a show or a movie where there's a character named walter who fits this criteria i feel like there might be like a bad guy named walter anyway walter white (laughs) No. I don't care. Anyways. Don't fuck. <laughs> where were we?
0: We were in the tomb. So you were talking I... about the, 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 the docks of Hong Kong, whatever.
1: Right. Yeah. So the the dock scene, it's just one example where in a video game, it'd be fun. Like, You need some earlier levels yeah. because you can't be in the tomb forever.
0: Also, <laughs> sorry, one more nitpick. <laughs> now that you're talking about the docks. So the father... Rented a giant boat called the Endurance Mm -hmm. and hired the owner of the Endurance to sail him to Tikka Masala. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was something with a T, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what it's called. Uh, (laughs) uh, It was a medium spicy island. (laughs) But so that boat, we have to assume, never came back since the father never came back, right? But that guy's son just bought a different boat that looked the same and also named it the Endurance.
1: I mean, maybe the guy has and, multiple boats. And he has the same name as his dad.
0: <laughs> it's like, was he just trying to pull a fast one on the other people that like live on the docks? Like He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to take the rest of my money and buy the same boat my dad had and then paint the same name on it. And I'm just going to wait around until people who used to hire my dad come
1: back. <laughs> Look, I don't Together. know enough about a Hong Kong doc culture to weigh in <laughs> on this on this conversation. Sure, it's contrived too. All of this is contrived. Uh but I like the movie. I had fun. It was fine. Um cool. sidebar. You mentioned Metroid. When are we getting a Metroid movie? I would watch the shit out of a Metroid movie. I,
0: I would watch the shit out of a Metroid movie too. Um, I don't know how it would work as a film because that whole slowly build up your suit and gain access to new areas thing probably wouldn't play very well in a narrative film. Um, but I would I would watch a Metroid. Two words. Uma Thurman. As Samus? Yeah. Yeah. I could feel it. <laughs> Sold. Sold. <laughs> That's your elevator pitch. You're like, look, ever heard of Metroid? Ever heard of Uma Thurman? Put your hands
1: together. <laughs> <laughs> we just made $40 million. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, should we make a verdict? Sure. All right, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, a record with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give
1: it? this is one of those moments where like even grading on a curve (laughs) i can't be too extreme right it this is a fun rental it's a solid wait for rental movie i think you're gonna be glad you saw it if you wanted to see it not gonna break any new ground for what it is like i want there to be more of it and yeah there there's problems like too much exposition it delays the tomb parts a bit longer than i would have wanted but you know At least we got Tomb later. (laughs) I'm fine with it. Five stars. Wait for rental. I hate
0: you so much.
1: Don't be a Tomb hater.
0: (laughs) Can't get me twice. Uh, Yeah, I think quality-wise, this is definitely a wait for rental, but it's almost a must-see in that I definitely want a second one. So at least half of you have to must-see it so it can make enough money to justify a sequel. And the rest of you can wait for rental um but yeah so i think that's going to bring us to the end of our review of tomb raider uh Stephen miller if people want to find you throughout the week where can they do that
1: uh, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com
0: people can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to know when the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning or like us at facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. We also have that survey we mentioned over at thespoilerwarning.com slash survey. Please take that. It'll help us out greatly. Uh, yeah, and lastly, music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Tomb Raider, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, yeah, that is it for this week. We, uh, we're going to take off, and next week we will hopefully... Um, the episodes might be out a little bit later than normal, but uh, we will hopefully have a review of *Isle of Dogs*, and uh, we might get *War Ready* and do a review of *Pacific Rim: Uprising*.
1: I, I like the idea of *Isle of Dogs* being *I Love Dogs*, and it's a sequel to *Must Love Dogs*. <laughs> so, while, while the music is fading out, we can both acknowledge that we just watched a screening of *I Tonya with Tanya Harding, took a photo with her. <laughs> We took, Life. we took a few photos with her. Yeah. But we took one non blurry photo with her. <laughs> Life is complete. And I just have to say, I, Tanya, holds up wonderfully on a second viewing. Yeah, the film I holds
0: did. up, and Tanya Harding is a very charming woman.
1: Give Margot the Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. She was robbied.
0: No. I'm, nope. not, I'm not giving We're you done. that one.
1: Not giving you that one. Cutting it out. <laughs>